Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Smackdown Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to review everything that happened on this week's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Monday Night Raw, NXT, but oh, my AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews roundtable discussions and a round of the week completes with a money good quiz of course on wrestle culture as i said though joined by michael hamflet to review friday night smackdown and i, I really don't like this setup today i've got to say hamflet no we should probably this feels like the right way to start not just this podcast but i guess this podcast in week at very least um it's a flashback to a doomed past and hopefully not a flash forward to an awful future but we're back on zoom again um there's a few things going on here i'll do my bit first and i think it's down to you to explain your bit okay there's, there's a few reasons why we're computery guys today. <laughs> um but at my end we're i'm in what culture towers as we speak and there is going to be some uh work going on at what culture towers that could affect this podcast it could affect podcast today which is monday tomorrow which is tuesday maybe in the day after which is wednesday it's okay it's not mega serious interrupting noises it's not like it's massive drilling or anything <laughs> like that that is set to reverberate around the whole buildings because of massive drilling in multiple rooms. <laughs> if anybody at any point um, hears just any sort of, basically, if anybody hears any noises that they don't like, for a change, it's not us talking nonsense about crap wrestling. Yeah. It's people with massive drills doing important work that basically allows all our machines to keep functioning and working properly. Um, <laughs> doing real jobs because we can't do our stupid ones. Yes. Uh, so apologies in advance for any sound issues. I'm in the studio right now, but I might have to move to a more echoey climb if things go wrong. You may hear we're in our drill in the background of this and indeed every podcast you hear out of what culture for the next few days. Apologies for that. But why are you and I separated by this awful cold screen we're born? Well, yeah, it's like that meme that's like trade offer. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you have to suffer potential drilling through the podcast. But Wilborn hasn't got his sound effects for the next few days. Oh no, yeah. Because I am I am recording from home, just a precaution uh, for the time being. But uh, yeah, I couldn't live with myself if I came in and infected the Dadley boys and Andy and all that uh, after being in close contact with the COVID case. It's still out there, everyone. Stay yeah. safe. You know, be sensible. And uh, yeah, that's the reason why right now I am um, uh, suffering flashbacks to mid-2020, uh, as we speak. <laughs> and... As you will uh, no doubt appreciate, Hamlet. Um, what's the only way you get through that? 
food. <laughs> there it is. I'm going to eat my way through this sadness. Well, look what we got. I'll, talk, I'll talk the listeners through what you're what you've just shown me there. What we got? Let's have a look at it. Oh, <laughs> it's such a gimmick, isn't it? Adam Wilborn's bought a Wilborn snack. He's eating a spotty cookie. <laughs> so we've got biscuit. Uh, they can't say, I'm assuming due to uh, a legal disagreement with the makers of Smarties, they can't say Smarties. Yes. And then because it's a it's a biscuit with a bunch of Smarties, really haphazardly smashed on top of it. <laughs> yeah. Smarties all look like broken plates. I can see the chocolate underbelly. I think, do you know what I think this was? I think this was from the other weekend. And I think my nephew and I won it and he gave it to me. So oh, it's very that's... special. And it, you're right. It is a cookie topped with candy coated chocolate. It's the yes. technical definition. Um, so, yeah, you and I distinctly remember getting through 2020 via food, basically. What do you make of, um, I'm going to give you some food advice. You know, when you do Rampage with Sidgwick, he's probably going to say, look, you're going to be trapped in the kitchen. You're in your isolation station at the moment, so you might want to make some nice food to make the days go easier. I can do the same, but different, Will. <laughs> um, when you make your trip out to Aldi, um, kind of all little, um, other like much cheaper supermarkets are available, but why would you choose any other than those two? Mm -hmm. Can I recommend currently in stock? I'm assuming because of Wimbledon and more on that later on. Oh. Um, Aldi for just $1.99 a box have actual brand Nestle Shreddies strawberry and cream flavor. What? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. They're doing Kellogg's Crave, you know, those filled chocolate parcels, but inside the Crave, cookies and cream. Oh. Right. And I bought, they've got their own brand ones. I'm not going to name the brand because they refuse to give me a sponsorship deal so they can swivel, quite honestly. But the cereal range is too good. So mm -hmm. I'm still a consumer regardless. Um, they've started making cinnamon churro cereal. Wow. Quid a box from Aldi. So, you know, if you're going to medicate with food, and I'm a proponent, I'm a fan. <laughs> Flashback to the days where we would do the SmackDown preview and I would ask you to time it so it would finish right as my chippy delivery was arriving when I was working <laughs> from home. Uh, yeah, get yourself down there because the cereal is coming good even when times are hard. And stick around because not only will we, we be reviewing SmackDown. Oh, actually, you just, just, just reminded me, actually, little peek behind the curtain. Um, one of the bosses at What Culture has just spoken to me. Um, mm -hmm. And I know people get annoyed by our sponsorships, but how we pay the bills, come on, yep. right? The reason you have to have ad breaks on you know smackdown and dynamite and that have you they have to pay bills as well um one of our bosses has just come to us with a potential serial sponsorship for the podcast and he heavily implied yeah it just does feel like very much us this so he listens he knows about our serial chat and uh yeah that may be coming <laughs> away uh very soon but i will say stick around not only will we be reviewing smackdown but we may or may not have a special guest appearance later on the show Ooh. So, what a tease. See, even from home, you're the best in the business, man. Well, let's get into it because I sense we're maybe not going to see quite eye to eye on this show. Because <laughs> I've got to be honest, I've seen the uh, is backlash too much of a term reaction to this show. <laughs> and genuinely, I was like, what's the problem? Like, I think a lot of people still have this wrong mindset going into almost every WWE show. Like yeah. the premium live events, you've always said, or you've certainly said recently, they've nailed that because yeah. they just go, right, here's like six or seven good matches on paper. Mm. Go out. You don't have to do any bollocks, WWE creative verbiage. Yeah. You're amazing wrestlers. Do what you do best. So that's that. That's the good bit of wrestling taken care of. 
Then yeah. the weekly TV, it's not the same as Dynamite or Rampage or anything else, right? It's not the same because no. it's sports entertainment. And let me let me tell you right now, this show, in perfect encapsulation of something we're going to get onto later, titillated the juices of my guilty pleasures. Oh, didn't it just? I, I like it. It's crucial that you say guilty pleasures because those are the only way, yes. the only juices that can be titillated. Would be. You're not wrong, you know, in your assessment, in my opinion. Um, and it's about obviously how you approach one show versus another. And I think we've like tried to lay that out in long form over various other shows. All that being said, I thought this broadcast was total trash. <laughs> like I thought this was absolute hot trash. So we'll disagree there. Um, but fundamentally, when it comes to fundamentals of how to watch mm. this show, this was hot trash only in the context of WWE's hot trash. It wasn't some sort of what on earth has happened to SmackDown. Yeah. Like, you know, like we're not talking, this is not so big that we're, you know, talking like the size of a sky, a mountain. <laughs> it's the same, you know, there's no revelations to be found here. This was this was an episode of WWE television in 2022. Mm. And at least it didn't have identical heel turns on this show, AW Rampage. Um, but I would never. But let's start at the beginning of the show, because surprisingly, I think you're going to agree with me on this. It was started fantastically by, of course, all of the bloodline coming out. They've got new graphics, 3D, you know, when he does the... Yeah. Now the Usos put their fingers in the air. Love that. Yeah. Looks um, good, good to see their money they've saved on shipping Roman Reigns around the country has been put to good use. All that money, how does it look rubbish? <laughs> so they come out again. You and I love this, probably for different reasons. I loved it because I saved about 10 minutes at the start of this show because it was loads of recaps, of course, of Money in the Bank. And then they do the entrance. It was like 10 minutes into this show before anyone said a word. Um, And we'll talk about him in a second properly. But before they could even say anything, Theory appeared on the on the stage with his briefcase. And Cole went, is he going to cash in? I was like, I'm going to guess no, but okay. Nice little tease across the break. We come back in and Reigns tells Texas, I think it was Fort Worth they were in, to acknowledge him. And he <laughs> said, oh, it's great to be back. Life's good when I'm around. Business is picking up. As long as God wakes me up, I can handle anything. And he goes through his day and it's so just, it's all fantastic. And then he gets here and he sees the Usos, he sees his family, and then he sees the wise man. And he look at his face. What's wrong with him? Why don't you look happy? Look, I'm the greatest. Mm-hmm. You look worried. There's no reason for you to be worried. And, I, you know, you know my opinion about this. I am far higher on this whole Roman Reigns bloodline gimmick. Yeah. But I thought the bit where he went, and it's something from like a British gangster movie, I seem to remember. And he goes, hold out your hand. And Heyman's like, Oh, what are you going to do? And I'm like, oh my God, he's going to cut his hand off. Right. <laughs> like, trust me, hold out your hands. And he, his hand's there and it's shaking. And Roman puts the mic into it and says, go on, tell, tell me what your problem is. And Paul Heyman does what Paul Heyman does best. He cuts this wobbly voiced promo. He says, I love you, my tribal chief, but there's a problem. Brock Lesnar. And then a crowd pop for that, of course. He says, look, you're the most dominant champion of the past 35 years, but Brock Lesnar does not respect that. Oh, have we got a special guest appearance? We've got a special guest. It's Scott. only the casual mark, mate. Hello. Casual Scott, Marcus. What do you make of Roman Reigns' performance on SmackDown? Not uh, just on this one, but generally speaking. Has he done more than three moves yet? Or is that... 
<laughs> Thank you for that. That's the most incisive wrestling insight we're going to get for the next half an hour of this podcast. <laughs> Let's make it. We're taking the SmackDown review on the road. I'm going to take it around the building. I'm going to work more to get this podcast out than Roman Reigns has on SmackDown all this year. Uh, let's see. Anyone noticing a bit of echo at this point? Oh, now I'm concerned slightly that he might have got that one by Reigns. Oh, he's back. All right, hang on. I'm going to close the kitchen door. Keep talking, move on. Okay, I was just worried for a split second there. We lost Wi-Fi. Just like to point out, that was a special guest appearance from the brilliant Scott Tailford of the What Culture Gaming podcast, of course. What Culture Gaming podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, they do some great stuff. They do news, they do lists, but of course they do great weekly podcasts with with Josh and with Jules, and they answer all your questions and stuff like that. What Culture Gaming podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. Anyway, back to uh, Paul Heyman. He talks about Brock Lesnar. He says, uh, Reigns the most dominant gentleman and champion of the past 35 years, but Brock just doesn't respect that. You know, this is going to be his last match against Reigns. And when Brock's cornered, he's dangerous. He took out Goldberg. He beat the Undertaker's streak. And now, not only are we going to have to see, you know, Roman Reigns go God mode, you know, go the, 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 I'm not pissing about now, Roman Reigns. He's not just got to do that. He's not just got to beat him. He's got to put him down for a 10 count. It's a whole different story. We're going to see a violent Roman Reigns. He's going to put up the greatest performance of his career. I mean, it's a fantastic sell job, of course, yet again from Paul Heyman. And then just as it's about to end, Theory's music hits and he comes down and jogs around the ring whilst Roman Reigns has this face of like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> he possibly even asks Paul Heyman that. And Theory just jogs around the ring and jogs back. More on him in a second. But first, this promo, man. Oh, my days. Yeah, the, the face and mouth of who the hell is that guy? <laughs> it was there. Uh, I really enjoyed Roman Reigns. I was less into the sales pitch on the match because I still think they're flogging magic beans with this um, Brock Lesnar, Roman mm. Reigns, last man standing, last match ever. Not only do I doubt that it can possibly be the last match ever, but I also don't have that much interest in it anyway because the last couple have not been that much to write home about. The WrestleMania match was like a big disappointment for some of us in the building, not all. Mm-hmm. Not all. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I thought Roman was in fantastic form here. I don't know whether it was just the ever so slightly change in dynamic of the fact that you got to do this little bit with Paul Heyman, but I was just bang into it. Him talking about how much the Usos and him were riding high and everything was cool. Wise man, why are you looking like that, wise man? <laughs> and just like that whole series bit to build up to Paul Heyman getting to put over Brock Lesnar before Roman Reigns put over why he was going to beat Brock Lesnar. It's that basic wrestling thing of I've got to say you're good before I say why I'm better. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a rare case. And look, I've been one of the more vocal critics of the Roman Reigns run of the last few months. So I want to exercise a bit of balance here. When it's good, I'm glad to see it. And I was genuinely glad to see it here. Everything else still took too long. It was like a bigger, fatter chunk of the show than it needed to be. And make no bones about it. I would be a terrible wrestling analyst if I dared to praise Heel, who nobody has faith in, wins Money in the Bank briefcase, does a lap around the ring like an idiot and says nothing, and heel world champion no-sells him as a threat. I cannot possibly label that as fundamentally good, but what I can do is like reconcile why Roman Reigns, a guy who is never around anymore and has never looked more checked out with WWE, wouldn't know who this guy is. Hmm. Now, that opens another door, which is... 
why is the guy holding both belts so checked out with WWE? Well, that's because this company is fundamentally broken and there's no fixing it. But like, if they're going to play with this, Roman Reigns is checked out, he's never on shows and he does not care about the state of us in theory, then it's far truer than Roman Reigns pretending like he is actually the one that is mm. actually the tribal chief. He is definitely headed towards deluded. And when Roman Reigns is deluded, he will finally be vulnerable and finally someone's going to be able to... Like, I think they're trying to pivot with the Reigns character so that it makes it even slightly possible that Drew can beat him at Clash at the Castle. I think that's yeah. what they're doing. I, you know what? I, I Maybe this is another case of, like you say, we were there for WrestleMania weekend. We were very lucky to be there. And night one was so good, they sort of banked get away, get away with stuff cards, passes that I was going to give them. And they burnt through quite a lot of them in the immediate aftermath of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is me doing too much sort of mental gymnastics for this show. But I thought everything that people were saying was I was like, yeah, that's not that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing in the words <laughs> of people. Like, yeah, of course Roman Reigns doesn't know who he is doesn't watch the show why do you watch the show right well watch the show because he's become everything he hated like mm-hmm. we all hated him when he said it but when he was like Brock Lesnar's a goddamn part-time and I'm gonna take this title back for all the WWE universe we're like, <laughs> it's off but like that was what he stood for and now he's become that because he's you know believing in his own hype and all that and on the point about theory of like oh well that's not gonna make you you know believe that you can become world champion yeah that's the point. Mm-hmm. Him winning money in the bank wasn't like, if Drew had won it, you go, yeah, obviously, he's going to become world champion eventually, even if it's not via this, you know, again, even if it's not via this or whatever. Theory, you go, well, the only way he wins with that is if he cheats or uses some real sneaky money in the bank backdoor. Yeah. So why are people saying, oh, well, no one's going to buy him cashing in on Roman Reigns? Yes, but he is also still the elephant in the room when you're talking about a last man standing match these two goliaths are going to beat the piss out of each other and the fear is and i know people aren't happy when wwe relies upon like imagine if this happened wouldn't that be the worst thing ever but the fear from everyone is i want either roman or brock to leave as champion because they'll deserve it not some sniveling little git who can cash in either at the end of the match and just stand there for a 10 count make it a triple threat or whatever or when the other one's, you know, half dead on the floor, cash in, hit one move, and become the undisputed world champion. I I don't know. Maybe that's me, you know, reading too much into it or whatever. But, you know, this isn't meant to be the whole, like, look at this ominous threat from theory. No, it's just, oh, bollocks, this arsehole's back again. Speaking of arseholes being back again, the boiler to my left is about to explode. Um, and a drill is going on my other side. <laughs> I don't know what people can even hear. So shall we move on to, and I remember the alliteration, the vicious Viking readers. Yes. So they recap what's gone on with them in the new day, and they've got shields now, um, <laughs> and they're in a tag match against Jinder Mahal and the guy who, who loves to have fun. He, he loves the dance. He can't help himself. He's dancing down to the ring, despite the fact this... This threat's been presented for them. Jinder Mahal and Shanky. Um, Jinder tags in very early to try and make him take things seriously and immediately gets battered. Double teamed by the Viking <laughs> Raiders. He finally breaks through with a free with a thrust kick and goes, 
Right, let's get the big lad in. Turns around, he's dancing at ringside. <laughs> Turns back round. Viking Randy's just battering, hit him with that double power bomb of theirs. They get the squash victory. Shanky comes in to try and make the save because they keep trying to beat him down afterwards, but they get rid of both of them. And then the new day interrupt and say, Hey, look, you know, you kicked our butts last week, and they, they even do the Bobby Lashley pose briefly, but their butts are still here. Great line from Xavier Woods. Thick AF. <laughs> um, and they've produced, and my God, have I never, ever, never, well, I have seen a lots of occasions, I tell a lie. But you remember the uh, the Moxley, John Moxley, former Dean Ambrose, yeah. the interview with him where he was like, as soon as uh, as Vince sees this, I can't mm-hmm. remember what it was, whether it was the red wagon or the gas masks or the, oh, the, the uh, scooper. that was it. As soon as he sees that, that's it. It's game over. That's a thing. So the New Day produce official ass-beating tickets. <laughs> and they give them to the crowd and they run in. And they get their asses handed to them as well by the Viking Raiders. Uh, and they hit their finish on Kofi Kingston. Looking dominant, the Viking Raiders. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it doesn't feel like we've ended up at a place anywhere near where we started, which was dancing shanky. I love... <laughs> Uh, don't blame it on the sunshine, don't blame it on the moon, like blame it on the shanky as a story. Every single week on SmackDown, I see it happen and I look forward to coming into work to get to talk to you about it because it is preposterous. It is absolutely insane mm-hmm. that this is a thing that happens every week. Why are they still friends? Why is shanky wrestling? He just wants to be out and dancing. Why is he bothering with this? Go and become a dancer. Why is Jinder persisting with him when he knows, you know, I know, everybody knows that, you know, this ends with him too busy dancing to wrestle. Mm. Uh, that's ridiculous, but I like to watch it happen. The New Day thing, right? So this feud has been set up that the New Day are due some comeuppance, right? But the Viking Raiders have to win to get off the mark as these new characters, the mm-hmm. making readers. So what, the New Day are going to get... You know how things going to happen? I think the New Day are going to dress like the Viking Raiders next week, and then the Viking Raiders are going to beat them on the SummerSlam kickoff. Yeah, but it's how well these four men elevate that bad material as to how much I'll be invested because I think the match on the night might actually be all right. Yeah, exactly. Um, we can all say we'd see where this is going. Um, I just it's so preposterous, like you say, that they're like, Ooh, this new force from the Viking Raiders. I was like, they've been here for ages. Yeah, they're not doing enough different to like separate them from other than being told by the commentary. We're not seeing anything different from the Viking no. Raiders yet. And they're incredibly talented, of course. But yeah, just putting a bit of face paint on doesn't change the fact that they were just pissing about on NXT 2.0 a while back because they had nothing for them. So um, anyway, again, another bit that came next uh, where some I saw people complaining about it online and, you know, even at whatculture.com, right? Mm-hmm. About how annoying this was. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of the point. So they show the, the post Money in the Bank attack that we didn't see on the, the premium live event. Mm-hmm. Happy Corbin attacking Pat McAfee, laying him out, end of days on the floor. That's why there's no Ma- Pat McAfee tonight. That's why we've got to sit through goddamn Corey Graves on commentary all night. Mm-hmm. But it is going to go down at SummerSlam. And in the interim, Happy Corbin's here to take his place. <laughs> he comes in. He's so happy about what he's been able to achieve. Uh, and Pat not being there. And he says he's going to outshine McAfee on commentary. And... He kind of did with what came next because um, we are promised after a break that we're going to have an open challenge for the Intercontinental Championship. Gunther is going to face a surprise opponent, except 
when we get to that, Ludwig Kaiser, who, what a sensational character transformation this has been, by the yeah. way, cuts this promo saying, right, you're meant to have an IC title match now, but let's be honest, no one here is is worthy of standing in the ring with Gunther, and no one here in attendance is worthy of even watching him work. I know it's customary for lesser intercontinental champions to have these open challenges to defend the belt, but Gunther takes the mic and says, well, anyone who defends his belt against someone who doesn't know is a fool, and anyone expecting me to fight tonight is foolish. Yeah. You have to deserve the opportunity to face me. You don't just get it because, oh, bollocks, it's it's Friday. Let's keep ourselves busy. So anyway, merging the two things that I loved about this into one, Shinsuke Nakamura's music hits. What a good pick. Someone sort of, sort of suggested him a while back, right? <laughs> he does his entrance. And what happens normally when Nakamura's music hit? Preferably normally with Rick Boogs. Get well soon, Rick. Uh, if you haven't, by the way, just subscribe to Rick Boogs' YouTube channel because it is, oh, it's an experience, right? <laughs> Normally, back if he's up, he's doing the dance, he's doing the guitar on the table, he's having a great time. There's no McAfee there. So we didn't get that. What we got was something even better because, I can't believe I'm going to say this, Corey Graves looked great, right? And Happy Corbin did arguably better than Pat McAfee doing his shenanigans that he does. And he left Corey Graves hanging for a split second, which made me very happy. <laughs> So anyway, Nakamura comes down and says, oh, well, yeah, I see what you're saying. You have to earn this right to challenge you. So I'm not here to challenge you. I'm here to challenge you, Ludwig Kaiser. Right, before we get to the match, brilliant. Uh, uh, I don't know. Right, this, I really like the Corbin thing. So I'm, I, I share your enthusiasm. Yeah, he's an unbearable arsehole. What, yeah. What's that to get? I, I really, really like it. I think that was a... With Pat McAfee, he's done not done so little, but there aren't many things in a wrestling context that a heel like Corbin can currently go for, right? McAfee has come in and has kind of been a prodigy at all of this. So what room has Corbin got to take the piss out of him? You know, he can't, like, especially now at the moment, he can't come out and talk about how he was pinned by Vince McMahon at WrestleMania. That's that's never going to be ended no. ever, ever again, ever, right? So what can he say here? Uh, Pat McAfee, you sure look stupid when you did a backflip off the top rope in your first match. Here, McAfee, you sure look stupid when you were pretty awesome in war games in your second match. Here, McAfee, you looked like a loser when you won at WrestleMania. <laughs> he's gotten out, has he? You know, McAfee's on the roll of a lifetime. So instead, you take a thing that not everybody loves, but people have now associated with Pat McAfee, and you mock it and you deride it. And I thought that worked an absolute charm. I just don't see Nakamura Gunther being what people want to see in Nakamura versus Gunther. What people want to see in Nakamura versus Gunther is 2016 Shinsuke Nakamura versus Walter. And look, like they're both very handsome men. This yeah. match will be so it'll be aesthetically, it'll be a lovely match to look at. Um frankly, they look like they could be a tag team. If anything, I think Nakamura should probably join. They've already got matching gear. So Nakamura oh. should subscribe to the he should go back. Remember when he was doing his Uncle Sam shtick when he was a heel? Yes. He was the US champion here in America. I think like what we're what we're looking at are the roots of a new Imperium here, <laughs> where WWE just formed some new anti-American heels. So I'm not mega hyped about the match, but you know, they're building it. And I will say they fleshed out Gunter's character yet again to go beyond just dangerous foreign menace heel 
to being kind of a dickhead too. Yeah. So I, like I didn't hate this in terms of the development for Gundam. I'm just not yet. I remain uh, to be sold on the prospective quality of Nakamura Gunther. I'm not seeing what I think a lot of other people are seeing with this as a big SummerSlam dream match, TM. Well, I booked it, so I think it's great. <laughs> I think it's the right thing to do. You have him run through all the IC champions, you have him beat some legends, and then you eventually have potentially John Cena face him. It's really easy, this. It's really easy to book. Like you say, probably do the John Cena match at SummerSlam, but you've got time. There's still time. You've got three weeks or whatever. Two weeks, two and a bit. Anyway, and... Uh, Far be it from me to explain WWE to Ryan Satin, but I saw his tweet where he's like, <laughs> I don't get this. They've advertised like three different matches and they've not gone through with any of them. Now, yes, we will get to Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, a little bit later on. But what were they meant to do after the, the Lacey Evans bit? Well, Elias going to fight on solo after being KO. Like, I mean, that would have been quite funny, her just struggling to her feet after being hit with a woman's right and then having a tag team match. Hmm. But that's. It, well, we'll get to that. And this, yeah, I like, I, I, you should be angry. Like, this is old school wrestling stuff, I know. And I don't want to go, oh, you know, back in the day and all that. But yeah, like, fans should be like, oh, for, why isn't he defending the title? That's meant to, yes, that's. I get that. They're trying yeah, to create. Anyway, I, I'm just glad on that, by the way, I'm just glad that pillar of the wrestling media, Ryan Sutton, is asking the questions the world wants to know and is focusing on every single key issue in pro wrestling and definitely, <laughs> definitely not missing out on other things that might be going on. That guy has got his finger on the GD pulse. And thank <laughs> goodness this landscape is populated with the likes of Ryan Satin. Otherwise, well, how would we find out our news? I just don't know. So yeah. great, hashtag grateful, hashtag blessed for the Ryan Satins of the world. I would go and, if I were you, if you listen to this podcast, I would go and check out this timeline right now because I bet anything significant that is going on in pro wrestling <laughs> will be on that timeline. That's what I know for sure. So go and have a look. I'm sure it's all there. I'm sure yeah. any information, comment, opinion, it is there where you need it. He has got a track record of reacting to, you know, breaking news. Let's not forget <laughs> Ronda Rousey coming back, so... <laughs> I've heard that his barbers had some pretty spicy takes on the Wall Street Journal articles. If only he'd tweet about them. And it was also re that they recognised that Ludwig Kaiser can also wrestle. Yes, granted, he yeah. lost. But that's his job right now. He's there yes. to be the... Look, in all seriousness, maybe I was too quick to criticise Shinsuke Nakamura because Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ludwig Kaiser over five minutes in a match to the match was the match of the night by a country mile on this SmackDown. <laughs> Yep, no lies detected. Oh. Uh, Nakamura runs wild. There's a distraction from Gunther that lets Ludwig take control. It was obviously the balls were cut off this because he we went to a break midway through it. But eventually when we come back, Nakamura makes his comeback, hits him with some kicks. Ludwig fires back with a butterfly suplex, but Nakamura dodges that soccer kick of his. Enziguri hits the Kinshasa. One, two, three. We presume that means he's done enough to get himself an IC title match with Gunther down the line, of course. Um, and post-match, oh, I love this. He makes Ludwig, sorry, he makes Ludwig Kaiser stand there and he punishes him. He yells at him, the crowd are chanting, USA, <laughs> right? And he just nails like three chops with him to put him down because he has failed the almighty Gunther. Love that. Yeah, this was another, um, just to the point about like trying to develop Gunther. I think it's quite interesting pitching him as a leader. It, what's been missing, I think, since the name change, since the aesthetic change, the style change, is a 
it's just less fear in the air when going for walks. And I think this is an, an attempt. I don't know if it's going to work, but I think it's an attempt to try and rebuild that aura that's maybe been lost since the wallet change. So I'd like, as far as week one goes, I can't be critical, but I'm not sure if it's going to work, but I think mm. it's as noble attempt as anything else. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, right, moving on, Hamlet, Hammy, Flume, Flatty. Um, it was time for the Liv Morgan segment. That was a... oh, yeah. hey, hey, Wilbon, I'm not going to give you any credit for that insult. I'm going to beat the credit out of you. Or should that be another CR word, like people always say? Like people have definitely said in sentences when they're threatening one another. I'm going to beat the CR word out of you. Pick which CR word you want. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make you look. an anxiety out of you. <laughs> I'm going to make you look like Gunther. Um, so we threw an internet connection out of you. So we get a video package of Money in the Bank and Ronda Rousey and the Natalia match and then the cash-in and Liv Morgan, world champion, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, there's another promo again from Liv Morgan uh, talking um, about what went down. Cole congratulates her, but he did say, well, I mean, Ronda did suffer an injury. And now she wants a match at SummerSlam and Liv Morgan, because she's the good old baby face that she is, says, bring it. She says, it's a, a culmination of a lifetime of hard work. She's work, willing to work even harder to stay. The crowd love her. They're just completely vindicated for me, WWE, in this decision of what we've seen over the last week. Um, Cole says, look, you know, you 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 live with your heart on your sleeve. You, you've suffered setbacks, but now you're here. You miss money in the bank. And now, of course, you are SmackDown Women's Champion. She says, look, this means everything to me. It's a dream come true. 
Um, I, at times, I wasn't sure I'd make it, but here I am. And as John Cena would say, never give up. And this brings out Natalia. And <laughs> this, do you know what? This is another one of those ones where you write this down on paper and you go, well, who the hell talks like this? <laughs> but also, because it's a gimmick, the thing that we like to take the piss out of WWE for, I kind of liked it. And she came out and went, Liv, guess what? I can dream too. Dream you'll shut up, that is. <laughs> or nil. Remember in the back, that's me, uh, me winning. And uh, Liv fired back. She said, uh, well, first of all, you're a bitch. Uh, and... <laughs> no, she didn't. She, uh... Natalia continues, sorry. She says, there's no way that Liv could have beaten Ronda. Uh, if Ronda was fresh and you only won because of what I did to her, because I injured her. And out comes Ronda Rousey and she's fired up. And she's still limping a bit, but she's still fired up. She says, look, challenging for a title is a lot easier than defending it. She said, well, she said what she said about Natty Boom Batty. She sure did. Then she said, you want me to see beat up Natalia? And Natalia jumps her. Liv sends Natalia out of the ring. We go to a break when we come back, they're facing each other. Ronda Rousey and Natalia. Now, I really like the Ronda Rousey and Natalia match, but I can understand yeah. Michael Hamplett that people may have had issues with the promo here, especially looking on social media whatsoever. <laughs> it's just stuck. This was risible garbage. Ronda Rousey uh, 2022 is the Wish.com version of Ronda Rousey 2018-2019, isn't she? I, like, I wish it wasn't the case. I really do. Uh, I mean, I feel like we've covered it, but this promo was only as bad as most of the other promos she's been forced to cut, only with more stupid WWE scripting and daft nicknames. Like, there wasn't anything so egregiously terrible beyond the nonsense she's forced to spout most weeks. But I think this felt worse because she's not got the title over her shoulder and she was setting up a rematch with the person she's just beat really conclusively at the premium live event. Like, this was a complete mess. Tonally, it was off because Liv Morgan stood there, kind of just being talked through. Mm-hmm. Like, so the other two can trade the terrible patter. Um, like, I know you're going to get to it, but I don't think there's much meat on the bone, so I won't have much to add. Match was nothing. Of course it was nothing. They went like 12, 40 minutes, whatever it was, trying to tell a quite a unique story at the premium live event. But they rang every bit of juice out the fruit mm. on that show. So what chance do they have of getting anything more out of three minutes here? Do you know, I've, I've figured as you were talking there, I've worked out what they need to do. And it's beyond obvious, the obvious turn Ronda Rousey heel. Book? Well, book, yeah. But like you say, you know, this the way that she talks now, maybe it's because she's a mum now. I don't know, right? <laughs> okay. mums, talk, mums talk like that, right? <laughs> so you say, like, obviously turn a heel. And then you're like, okay, turn a heel. But you need to give her a mouthpiece. You don't want to give her Paul Heyman. Well, you can't give her Paul Heyman. It muddies the waters far too much. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what, because you were talking there, I was like, what can we do? We're not going to bring anyone new in, obviously. But they do, there's still scope. You've got, Gunth, you've got Ludwig Kaiser with Gunther, you've got Paul Heyman, right? Who, you know, not necessarily talks as much for, for Roman Reigns. And I was just like, oh, that's really easy. Give it to Sonia Deville to the end of the season. Like, Sonia Deville is the mouthpiece for Ronda Rousey, works for me. And she can get the ass kicking that people want to give to Ronda. Like, she plays the Ludwig Kaiser role, what do you reckon? I don't hate that. If they already dropped that she's unhappy with Adam Pierce letting you let things go crazy around her, man, as if she hadn't kind of started all that off with Naomi earlier this year. That's yeah, bollocks. No one remembers that. It's fine. That happened like three weeks ago. 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, we got the match. Like you said, it was relatively straightforward. But it, it, yeah, it's it's what it should have been, arguably at the premium live event. But then obviously they had to do the angle for the the cash in. So people were like, oh, this was kind of pointless. No, it wasn't. It was the match that Ronda Rousey should have had. Like she just beat Natalia, and that there you go. That's Natalia out of the picture. Yeah, she never needs to challenge for a title like ever again, in my opinion. And Ronda Rousey is re-established like, oh, even then she's injured, she can really hurt people. Um, she batted Natalia, targeted her knee, and then put her in the ankle lock and got the submission. Simple stuff. Yeah, too simple. Look, Will Bonner, I've got to say, um, it's probably at this point in the review. Uh, this show, I, like, obviously, we're not going to come to an agreement on it in terms of quality. I could tell that from the very beginning. Should we? And you know, recording circumstances we kind of already laid out, not ideal. Do you want to just wrap this up here? Because I can't imagine anything can turn the show around at this point. Like it's just been one sludgy thing to the next. I know we're gonna like not to spoil it, but the main event goes nowhere. Like, is it should we just call it today and like get back to business when you're back in the office when it comes to SmackDown acts? Because I just don't is that is, if you look, if you've got any Hail Mary, I imagine, if you've got anything that you think can pull this show back from the brink i'm all ears but mate you've you've polished some turds in your time here, mm. but i think that's going to take some doing I, I don't know it's up to you um i think i think there might be something let's give okay. it a chance yeah all right if you say so if you say so because we were promised the latest collection from max Dupree <laughs> and his new collection before that though we have to get some other bollocks out of the way unfortunately oh, McIntyre's backstage. I forgot this. This was later. No, I've actually worked myself into a shoot now. I want to finish. Um, they're fighting tonight. The winner faces the winner of SummerSlam at yeah. Clash of the Castle. Blah blah blah. And he says, "Oh, it doesn't matter who wins. I'll beat Roman. I'll beat Lesnar. I'll beat Bloody Theory. I'm coming for all of them. But for now, my attention is on Sheamus, and, and he's going to hear three, two, one, boom. I thought, oh, Wade Barrett's here." <laughs> I'll give you the boom. It's the fireworks factory. Oh, as I'm now re- re- renaming it, the fashion factory. When are we going to get to the fashion factory? <laughs> well, that came next. Hey. And it was yet again maximum male models stealing the show. Mm-hmm. They were demonstrating, as we previewed, the 2022 tennis collection. They came out with like old fashioned rackets. I love them, the long neck headbands, yeah, white socks pulled up as high as you yeah. can get them. <laughs> and they were just like, Max Dupree was basically like, Look how it goes around Marseille's arse. What do you reckon <laughs> to that, eh? Right, and and Dupree talks him up with this preposterous, you know, flowery language. Mm-hmm. And oh, he, I, I genuinely, right? So normally I watch this, right? on a weekend and I go, all right, I've got to remember to talk about that. That was a load of bollocks. Uh, do that. And I go, um, I'll remember it when we go through it and I'll make my notes on a Monday morning or what have you. He said this, and I'm not joking. I opened up a tab on my email and sent this to myself because I was like, I would never forgive myself if I forgot <laughs> the fact that he described Mansoir as the essence of game, set and match. Oh, yes. It's the best thing. It's the best. It's better than anything in AEW. It's the best thing <laughs> in wrestling right now. And I will fight anyone who says otherwise. And as if it couldn't get any better, right? Marseille and Mansoir are out there. They're doing their ridiculous tennis poses. They, oh, surprise backhand, bitch. Ooh. Right? Anything like that. Love that. Love that backhand. 
and he does the whole titillate the juices of your guilty pleasures, mm -hmm. right? Huge pep in the Wilborn household, right? And then he reveals you can submit your photos for a chance to join the team. Should I do it, Hamlet? Yes. I thought I assumed you already have. Well, I thought I'd save it to to to, to announce it here that I yeah. will be uh, applying to be a maximum male model because I know the crowd maybe in Fort Worth were like, what the f is this? Right. But I adore this. Now, this is sports entertainment, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's better than that. It's it's multi-sports entertainment because it's wrestling and tennis at the same time. Look, it titillated my juices, as in tennis juice, you having that? Uh -huh. And I was in 40 love with this whole thing. <laughs> did you see? Um you might have missed this over the weekend. I did see you pop on Twitter to celebrate five, the big five years in the content. And we are all, I'm grateful for every day of those five years, quite honestly. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Um, you might have missed that your idea to put yourself forward as a maximum male model was something that some of our listeners have already suggested. And I think I'm like, basically people want all three of us uh, to finally get the catwalk that we deserve yes. um, over this glorious summer season. And I've even branded us. I we are the... The Max Adam male Michaels. <laughs> so I will leave that while you are in your isolation station to uh, when you come back in. I want you know those um, like an America's Next Top Model where they've got those huge art folders with all the big designs and stuff. Yes. I want to see your workings. I want to see what you come up with for the, uh, it's going to be too late for the summer, but the fall, as our American listeners yes. say. Well, let's get some nice things ready for the fall season. Absolutely. This was, this was, was like, in all seriousness. They can't go too silly, and rarely does WWE like get to use creative license for good. This, this cannot go wrong. If this can only go boring. It can't go wrong. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I just like it's my favorite thing on SmackDown. I genuinely look forward to. It. I'm annoyed. Right, I'm off on Friday. Fingers crossed because uh, I've got a stag do that I'm running. I'm best yeah. man, so I'm away on Friday for that. And normally, you just sort of like go, well, sounds like someone <laughs> else's problem. I'm genuinely upset that I don't get to preview Maximum Male Models this week. Yeah. We'll, we'll try our best to titillate the juices. You will be missed. Yeah, nevertheless, in the interim, I will establish. I think I've got the photo in mind. I might put it on social media. It does have my arse in it. Is that allowed to go on social media? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Just for, for, for DM me at first, we'll see. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It's you've probably seen it. It's the one I got horrifically sunburned on holiday in the uh, <laughs> yeah, Dominican that. Republic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might just send that directly to Max Dupree and uh, see what happens. Let's 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 be a let's be a public service podcast. It's really frigging hot and sunny out there in oh. the UK. So wear your sun cream just to be on the safe side. Whatever. Absolutely, um, especially if you've got skin like mine. Should we? Yeah, uh, if we don't, <laughs> if we don't pre-record SmackDown on Thursday, which we might not have the time to do in your absence, I dare you, like. Don't don't snitch tag Wilborn here and like Cedric's a man of great refined taste. So we'll never listen to this goddamn piece of trash podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dare you to just sneak in as many maximum male model references as you can to the dynamite review on Thursday, your last day before going off. So um yeah, we got a great match on uh, on Dynamite. Did this uh tell like the juices of your guilty pleasures, Michael Cedric? I would <laughs> Considering how the interim champion was operating, you would have to say he was at maximum male Moxley. 
It's great. It's good. Look, it's I. It's we said this about Wendy Chu, and we gave that four weeks. This is on week two. Mm -hmm. It's actually the graph is trending upwards. Um, Orange Cassidy, or as I like to call him, Cassidy d'Orange. Um, <laughs> anyway, theory's backstage. Uh, he's there saying, "Oh, what message were you trying to send Roman Reigns earlier tonight?" I thought I was like, "It's fairly obvious." <laughs> he's gonna wait. He's gonna. He thinks he's gonna beat Lashley at SummerSlam. They subsequently said that, and then Reigns and Lesnar better be ready. Yeah, yeah. Really simple stuff. And then Madcap walked in and said he's gonna shove the briefcase in Theory's mouth. I um, good spot for Madcap. I'll give you that. It's not bad. It's not bad. There, there was. I was struck by how it's taken a little while, but we have absolutely moved back to that mid 2000s ironically not at the moment because he's on sabbatical obviously john laurenitis but madcap moss and bobby lashley feuding with theory theoretically jacked baby faces firing let's be honest like fighting a pretty jacked heel in austin mm -hmm. aries and all of them kind of being a little bit bland at the moment. It's like, yeah, the good times are back. Ladies and gentlemen, Jaden Braden, some guy from development, you know, has seen where he's got muscles on top of his muscles. He cannot freaking do a headlock, basically. But look at the guy. I'm, I ready. Like the I'm ready for this. I like the fact that he's such a bland wrestler. You confused Austin Theory there for Austin Aries briefly in that. <laughs> God, yeah, sorry. Uh, right. <laughs> Everybody sucks. Uh, there was a tag team match next, except there wasn't. I can't remember who Aaliyah and J Lacey Evans were meant to be facing, but they come out, and <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was seeing here. So Aaliyah's there waiting. Lacey Evans gets her. I quite like her music, you know, Lacey Evans. I've got to, I've got to admit. I miss the old one too much. Yeah, granted. But um, she comes out, and she goes, that was rubbish, crowd mm -hmm. reaction. Let's do it again. And you know, sometimes you think, Oh, it's just like Panto. They're still the baby face. They go, oh, come on, everyone. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Give me a proper reaction. Mm -hmm. and she does this like three times. And she's still not happy, clearly, with the crowd. Not not, not happy enough. Uh, so much so she got on the mic and said, I'm disgusted with what, that <laughs> response. She said, I, I poured my heart and soul out for nothing. She's getting the old what treatment, right? And she said, you know, you guys see me in the ring. You resent me. I'm an American hero, and you're all fat. <laughs> she said, until the guy get the respect I deserve, every, each and every one of you can go to hell. And she goes to leave. And a lot of you goes, well, wait a second, where are you going? We've got to talk about. She turns around and women's rights her, KOs her, and, uh, and storms off. Lacey Evans has turned heel, dot, 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 again? Question mark? Well, they did it. They absolutely did it. And I think when we were discussing at the time, how it's so wrong if you take this character with all those vignettes and make a heel out of it. So they listened, it would seem, and they just said, yeah, they're right, actually, move it a roll. Get out of the way, right? And and user as a babyface, and she comes out, so I can't wait to wrestle in front of your fans, and she gets cheers and people. Cool, and everybody kind of like, sigh of relief, sweat off the brow. They nearly turned a heel. So what they thought was, why don't we give it six weeks and then have her call people fat? <laughs> Maybe just maybe there'll be this disconnect between the vignettes and this Lacey Evans, and it's just about people cheering. Like, because I thought the same as you. I thought there was they weren't going to lean in so hard to the heel turn. They were just going to be like, "Come on, you can do better than that." Like, you must have done a bit of that in your DJ days. Yeah, like, exactly. You prize on the radio, and the like the, the the person on the other end of the phone like is, "Oh yeah, thanks very much." And you're looking at the time, thinking, uh, "It's fifty seconds before the news. I need a bit more details on three. You've just won tickets to Ed Sheeran." <laughs> like the 
Like, I thought she was just going to do that, and there was going to be a few weeks of yeah. that, and they play with that a bit more. Oh, you're, you're fat. And they've done it. Like, the most harrowing real-life story told on television in April, cut to, you're fat. WWE <laughs> is not a wrestling show. But I also like the idea of Ryan sat in sat at home going, okay, fair enough, but uh, where's the tag man? <laughs> my, my dad is my friend. That's who he is. Where's the tag man? The mountains. I wish I could be as smart as a computer. Um, <laughs> I can't believe that was what he, he just finds that and logs on to Twitter. Right. What should I uh, take a principled stance against this weekend? Where was the advertised tag match from the village version? <laughs> we did get a tag match next, though. It was Los Lotharios versus the SmackDown. Well, the unified, uh, yeah. undisputed tag champs, uh, the Usos. Um, Los Lotharios get some stuff in. They send them out to the floor. They faint on some dives. They rip the trousers off, blah, blah, blah. But in the end, the Usos dominate. Super kicks, pop up Samoa drop, gets a two count. More super kicks. And then they hit him with the 1D for the victory. Straightforward match. Uh, post-match, who comes into the ring? But Hey, Kayla! Um, who says, you kind of got away with one at Money in the Bank. And they show the video with Montez Ford's shoulder up. She says, kind of like you cheated a bit. And to be fair to the Usos, I was like, well, it's not their fault. And they said, yeah, it's not our fault. That's the yeah. referee's problem. She said, regardless, there's going to be a rematch at SummerSlam with a special special guest referee. Yusa says it doesn't matter. They the twos, we the one sort of thing. But, yeah, this is the development that I needed to see. And, uh, yeah, it was a straightforward way of doing it. Beat a team that no one cares about, like Los Lotharios. On an episode that was getting a lot of criticism, I saw a bit of praise for this. Uh, and I'm not going to share that praise. But let's like, see, guys, let it play out, yeah? Uh, you have a finish where the referee misses the three counts, so that's what builds up to a special referee match SummerSlam. So you were telling me, defenders of this storyline, that in WWE law, when a professional referee who does refereeing jobs for a living mm-hmm. misses the shoulder being down, the heels that were the beneficiaries of that are accused of cheating, and the internal WWE solution for a referee that got it wrong is to put somebody in the place of the referee who is not a professional referee. Yes. That's, that's the fix, is it? Like today, I mean, you were recording this on Zoom, yeah? Like there, there's all sorts of technical issues. It's like, ah, oh, you know, we really could have done with like the, the circumstance being a little bit better, but the internet is what it is. So uh, what we're going to do, right, is we're going to get one of the other guys from the office to come and break the internet and fix it all over again. Because that's, <laughs> that's our job, you see? Like that's what's going to make the internet better. And somebody else that isn't qualified to fix the internet and make it better. Like, and people going online and genuinely saying, come on, guys, you should have just let it play out. Now it makes all... I don't care that we're going to have a special referee. I think it's quite a unique feature. Yeah. I actually quite like how we've got there. But let's not pretend that they've just like, yeah, this was actually more Page Omega than you realised, wasn't it? Because they're like, no, thank you. Um, I think there should be two refs, by the way. Like, I love the idea of Sami Zayn as uh, the Oos ref. And... What about the special guest enforcer? Yeah. Like Sammy as a noose ref and like Drew probably as an enforcer with running around with this sword that he can't use <laughs> on anything but ropes, apparently. Uh like and even only just with that, it bend the sword. Let's be honest. <laughs> bend the sword. This sucks. This yeah, absolutely sucks. Let's get to that because I was watching this show going, now oh, they're coming a bit fine here for this, you know, number one contenders match for Classic the Castle. You're looking at how long's left on this show. And you're thinking, are they doing over on? Are they going to, you know, they're going to chuck it out and run it next week? They just didn't do the match. Nope. Um, so Drew McIntyre does his entrance to the sword, blah, blah, blah. 
out come the what they call the brawling brutes. Brawling brutes. Seamus goes to cut a promo saying, "I can't wait to beat you and fight you at the Clash of the Castle." But <laughs> oh, he's got a bit of bit of a tickle in his throat, and he says, "Oh, I think I've got a touch of the old COVID. So until I get tested, you know, we can't do this." But don't worry, I've got a replacement here. I think you know the guy. He's half dog. It's Butch. First of all, don't make COVID a, a funny little development no. in the story. What was that? Is that, yeah, is that just where we're at, is it now? Oh, oh COVID, hello. God damn, man. <laughs> so because Butch is a male, is it? First of all, you're a dog. <laughs> Terrible, 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 terrible match afterwards as well. Yes, uh, and then you thought, oh, okay, uh, the old classic bait and switch, yeah, yeah, blah, 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 right. Justified in the heel's mind, but I'm not going to let this one slide. But then we got Butch versus Drew McIntyre, and it went like four minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously not for the opportunity to face the undisputed world champion at Clash at the Castle, uh, but immediately McIntyre takes control. It's a Glasgow kiss. Butch got in, I think, in Gammon Gurry or something after a distraction from Ridge, bloody Holland. But McIntyre was like, well, I'm not having that. Neck breaker, kip up, Claymore, one, two, three. Post-match, there's an attack, attack from the Brawling Brutes. Ridge gets involved. He gets hit with a future shock DDT. Sheamus suddenly is feeling a lot better, jumps up on the apron. But McIntyre tries to, well, not decapitate him, but cut him in half with his sword. Uh, Sheamus jumped down, though. And just like at WrestleMania, McIntyre hit the top rope. There's a big... Well, actually, at WrestleMania, there wasn't fire, was there? It was just a big bang. Yeah. He destroys the ring, breaks the top rope, makes his sword all bendy. <laughs> and the show just ended. And you're like, well, see you next week, guys. Well, this this is their strategy for getting this guy ready for, a, let's be honest, potentially winning the belt at Clash at the Castle. Not even just fighting for it. You know, like... Last was it last autumn or last winter when he was like he, he didn't say it in as many words, but there was a couple of promos that sort of implied I think I should have been doing something more important than fighting Jinder Mahal over a sword at SummerSlam. <laughs> it, one year later, what's changed? Nothing other than the fact that a month after that he might be beating Roman Reigns. Uh, like they need to fix this and quick. Mm. He wasn't a hot challenger at Money in the Bank. He didn't have that feeling, you know, when the, the baby face that people really want to win is climbing the ladder. W- wasn't true wasn't true and then you've got this absolute joke of a main event segment like what we know from baron corbin's and that's fair play to ryan saturn because he got this out of baron corbin baron corbin made a point in an interview with ryan saturn where he said um i'm paraphrasing he wasn't best pleased with mm. having to give his kick out to drew mcintyre at wrestlemania right to his finisher but we can assume from that that drew mcintyre asked for it or drew mcintyre mm-hmm. had some sort of say in it or was a bit like you know what, i think i need this I'm going into yeah. Roman Reigns. Like, he believed it enough to kick up a stink about wanting that, yeah? You picked the wrong battle, Drew, because nobody remembers that, and you've just taken Baron Corbin's finisher off him. Kick yeah. up stinks now. Kick up stinks over this, because this absolutely reeks, and people are not backing him, and I think he'll have no problem getting, in inverted commas, hometown fans behind him in the UK. There's going to be huge support. He's probably going to be decked out in Union Jacks, Price knows what else. But, like, in terms of a television character... One night in Wales is not every other week on SmackDown mm. after the fact. And, like, they're on a hide and nowhere with him as champion in this current guise. Like, how you get him out of this funk, I don't know. But this was... Heel turn. It's the only way. A heel turn? Not not in, not before this. But yeah. I don't think he wins the belt 
because of all the reasons you've just laid out there. Oh, man. And yeah, I just, it just doesn't work. Obviously, it's WWE comedy that, you know, for a while he can pull off, but yeah, this was a load of bollocks. And yeah, yeah it's a, the, I like the fact that they're dragging it out. Like anyone can be like, well, maybe Seamus could be heading to Glash the Castle. He's from around those parts as well. No. <laughs> Load of bollocks, yeah. Rubbish end to a really good SmackDown. Just ruined it right at the end. <laughs> Just couldn't stick the landing, you know. <laughs> um, but do let us know your thoughts on this show on Twitter, at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, watch, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Yeah, when he says thoughts on this show, he means SmackDown, not on the quality of this podcast. <laughs> I, promise, I, I promise we're doing our best. At Michael Hamflit. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Maybe even getting a sneak peek at me becoming a part of Maximum Male Models. You know, mm-hmm. who knows? Titly at those juices. Indeed. Uh, follow us all at What Culture WWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Me and Sid will be here a little bit later on uh, reviewing AW, this grand pig baby. Uh, <laughs> and fingers crossed, if all the technical stuff still works, we'll be previewing Man and Hour Hour a little bit later on today. But for now, this has been the SmackDown review. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. 